This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Hey, family, welcome to my confidence series, and today we're going to talk about you, the true you, your actual real self, because that's at the core of why you don't or you do have confidence. As I've mentioned before, confidence is subconscious. It's not something that you think about. So again, people walking around with bravado or folks that have their chest puffed out, that's not confidence. That's fake. And you can fake that all day long. But the confidence, whether you sow it, create it, and improve on it, will start in your subconscious. So I'm going to focus today on the true self. But I just want to recap a little bit. Um, confidence is your belief in your capability to succeed. And again, belief is not something you can see. It's something that is innately part of who you are. It is also reflected in the level of performance and mastery you develop. So if you are proficient at something, if you're really good at something, you don't think about being good at it. Just like you don't really think about breathing. You can just breathe, right? And there's some of us who are just breathing in our particular areas of passion and excellence, right? And those are the areas that we're confident in. And those are areas of confidence. But core confidence is confidence in everything, good, bad, or ugly, whether you're proficient or not, you still walk in with the confidence that you can learn it or or you don't want to learn it because that's a whole other conversation that we're actually going to touch on today. So uh, again, we're talking about confidence. And again, you can fake imagination, you can fake passion, you can fake a lot of things, but you cannot really fake confidence. But at your core, you won't really believe what your mind tells you. Your core will always say, "Mm -mm, no, you lying. (laughs) No, mm -mm, we don't really know how to do that. (laughs) Uh, For example, if a person, I'm a writer, if a person has has never written a complete book, but they imagine themselves being a best-selling, New York Times best-selling author, selling millions of books, making millions of dollars, rivaling J.K. Rowling, they won't actually achieve that because if you've never completed a book, your inside self is saying, we don't know what that looks like. So how are we going to achieve that thing that you want to do if you've never even completed the first book, let alone, you know, uh, New York Times bestseller. So, so confidence is built on the completion of things so that your inside self, your subconscious mind, will have the conviction to believe that you can then turn around and make that into a reality as far as a bestseller is concerned. All right. There's also a big movement of, I see this a lot, positive affirmations, people standing in the mirror and saying wonderful things to themselves. And I do think that there is value to that. And I think that that is something that is, you know, mantras and things like that, that they they do um, provide some they do provide some forward or some some positive impact on your life. They provide some positive impact on your life. I'm a big proponent of speaking positivity, and, and there's also a move of, like, speaking it into creation. I'm, I actually believe in that as well, speaking things into creation. But what I've learned in this journey of discovering what confidence is, you really can't speak something into creation unless your, your subconscious actually believes you can do it. So the work here with this confidence series is to get to a place where your subconscious matches up with what you're saying out of your mouth, that your subconscious matches up with your imagination for yourself. Because to actually accomplish and attain things, you have to really truly believe at the subconscious level that you can do it. So I'm gonna challenge you today to get to your true self. I'm gonna challenge you today to be real about that and who you really are. So Maya Angelou, who I absolutely adore, um, one of my sheroes, she said, 
most people don't grow up. It's too damn difficult. What happens is most people get older, which means that we grow older, we don't necessarily grow up. And what's really profound about that is, you know, and it kind of goes back to what I was talking about in a previous podcast about people resting on their laurels, people resting on their past selves and their past accomplishments. That's just growing older. That's not growing up because growing up allows you to build on the things that you've done to be able to shift and pivot, as I mentioned, with Kobe Bryant and do other things and imagine different things about yourself and then trying them. Growing up allows you to, again, test the waters, to do things that are outside of your comfort zone. Growing up means that I'm not afraid to do things even if people say that I can't. That's growing up. Growing older, we're going to do that. Well, there's no stopping it. The only, the only stop of that is death, which we aren't really running towards at all. Um, not me. Uh, so, so my challenge to you also is to stop growing older and start growing up. You know, the older we get, oftentimes, the less confidence we have. The reason why we have less confidence is not because of age. It's not because of age. It's because our distance from our last hit is so much farther. We discussed this in the last podcast, again, about people resting on their laurels, but it's really about resting on the last thing that you did. And if the last thing that you did that you thought was great was 10 years ago, you're gonna have a hard time doing something great in the future. You got to have those little wins. I'm a writer, as I mentioned, and I, and I say that hesitantly because I'm actually gonna stop saying that because I don't think that's true. My last best-selling book was about five, almost five years ago, was Lala Anthony's Love, Love Playbook. And I've been asked, of course, many times to write other people's books over the last five years. I've even committed, which is pissing me off because when I say I'm going to do something, I follow up. I've committed to, to writing a couple of projects, but I have not been able to complete these projects. And it has been bothering me. It has been making me toss and turn. And I didn't realize until I started this confidence series that I'm not confident that I can actually do it. I'm not confident that I can actually do it. My last hit was five years ago in the book space. I used to be able to write a best-selling book in two or three months. I could get a project, two or three months, I could knock that sucker out, it goes in, the process or whatever, the publisher, boom, it comes out. It's a hit or it's not, but I'm making money. And, and I'm in, in one stretch, in a five-year stretch, I remember this clearly, I had written about six or seven books and three of them were New York Times bestsellers. And, you know, I was hot in this space. But you know what I realized? I don't really like to write. I actually hate it. And my subconscious mind knows this. My real self knows that I don't like writing. So every time back then, my motivation was different. My motivation was money. My motivation was success. My motivation was, you know, um, you know, it was like I'm in this writing space. I want to be the best at it. I'm hyperly competitive. But now that I don't have to do those things, I don't want to do those things. And that's a revelation. And that's a, about growing up, right, and being gut level real with yourself and, and getting to a place where I have already pivoted away from the thing that got me to here, right, which was writing. And I'm in a different space now. I'm in a different headspace. I'm on a different trajectory. I'm now a teacher, I'm a teacher, a leader in a different kind of way, and I don't really need the books to put me in a, in a place. I have a platform 
I'm on this podcast. I'm on the radio. I can do a lot of the things that I wanted to do because what I was doing in my writing was putting messages in. Every book that I would write with somebody, I would put an inspiring message in that book that was mine. Those authors didn't know that. Those, those people didn't know that. But I, that was my kind of thumbprint on every book that I was participating participating in that I would put my thumbprint but I can put my thumbprint on every single minute of every hour that I'm on the air I don't need that anymore so I've had to kind of shift and my heart has been telling me I don't want to write my subconscious has been telling me I don't want to write and as a result I'm not confident that I can produce another book that was a revelation let me thank this confidence series for that I came to that so the challenge is what are you not doing that you think you should be doing and then examine if you should be doing it and if you're at your core root self do you really want to do that so that has to be the goal um I just saw this weekend um this past weekend and maybe I shouldn't put a time on it because you might be listening to this 10 years from now because it's going to still be relevant uh but I was reading about Cardi B Cardi B got into some kind of dust up on social media because people were challenging her to be a role model. And she wrote, you know, on her Instagram page, for these past two years, I've been watching what I say. I haven't been myself. I've been feeling trapped and sad because it's not me. And she capitalized me. And she said, everybody tells me to be this role model. And guess what? People still spit my past right in my face. So from now on, I'm going to be my old self again. Now, I'm sure Cardi B believed everything that she wrote, but I'm going to call a lie on this right now. I'm going to call a lie on this because the reality is the last two years, Cardi B has changed. Cardi B is not the same Cardi B from three years ago, from four years ago, from ten years ago. Cardi B is not a stripper. Cardi B is an entertainer now. Cardi B is a multimillionaire. She wasn't that five, ten years ago. And I will challenge Cardi B if she's being honest with her true self and her, con- her subconscious knows she's lying. You are different now. You're a mother. You have a child. You have a daughter who I bet you, you want to look up to you as somebody of value. You know why I know Cardi B is lying in this, in this, in this Instagram post? Because Cardi B is not still going to the strip club on the pole every night. Because if that were her passion, if that's who she really was, she would still be doing that because that's what would be driving her. But she's not doing that. And I would also tell you she doesn't want to do it. There was a post recently where she talked about when people were trashing her for winning the Grammy, how much work she put in while she was pregnant. She's a she's a businesswoman. When she talks about getting those bags, this is a woman now who understands her value. She went out and trademarked Okr, which I probably have to pay for right now. She went out and trademarked that because she understands the value of her voice. She understands the value of her brand. She is no longer a stripper from the Bronx who's, you know, on Love and Hip Hop saying some funny, witty things. This is a women, a career businesswoman who's about her brand. Unfortunately, though, she hasn't grown into that in, in the now. Her subconscious is saying, no, ma'am. <laughs> we are now business, we're a businesswoman. <laughs> we are not a stripper who has no self-control, who wants to just say any old thing that comes out of their mouth, who has no uh, vision for the future for herself and her family, who uh, has no self-control over, over her actions. We're no longer that person. 
So when you know better, you do better. And as Maya Angelou said, some of us uh, don't want to grow up because it's too damn hard. Well, Cardi B, do the work. Do the work because you are a role model. You don't have to like it. You don't have to want to be a role model, but your subconscious has already told you that you are. So step into that with confidence. And she's afraid, right? Because that's, again, the, the confidence is aligned with the fear. So if you're actually afraid to admit that you're a role model because you're afraid of being judged for every little thing that you do because it's going to happen anyway, right, then you're not likely to step into that space. I will also say, Cardi B, y'all can share this with her, if you don't step into that space, the trajectory of your success will not be as high as it should be. So be that role model, be that flawed role model, but you are that, and, and, and walk into it. And if, you, if it means you have to make adjustments in the things that you say, so be it. Do we want to be that wild, reckless, say whatever's on your mind without any self-discipline? Is that the kind of role model that you want to be for your daughter? Is that the kind of child that you want to raise? Somebody that had, that's wayward, that do say anything, has no discipline? Because the truth of the matter is Cardi B has discipline. She's a disciplined human being. So she's lying to herself about who she is. On a character level, are you allowing yourself to be defined by your old you? I have a family member who only sees me as 15, 16 years old, right? That's his only perspective of me, and he has a hard time seeing me for how I am right now. Now, damn it, if I haven't grown since I was a teenager, something is wrong. But that this family member can't see me beyond in my full self, is a him problem, not a me problem. And I don't allow it to become a me problem because at the end of the day, if you allow someone to define who you are, then that becomes who you are. And then you're limited. And as a result, your confidence never gets a chance to grow so that you never get a chance to become all that you can be because that's, the, that's the, the one, two step there, right? So if I allow that family member to keep me in my teenage self, even when I'm around him for one minute, that I'm not being my full self, which means that potentially I'm not reaching certain goals that I need to reach. So you know what I do? I don't spend a whole lot of time around that family member. That family member does not get the chance to judge me. That, that, that family member does not get a chance to be in my company. I am good company to be around, but because of his limitations and his lack of vision and imagination for me, I had to cut that off, which is another podcast we're gonna do later as it relates to confidence. Some of y'all gonna have to prune some people from your life who are holding you back. And some of you are gonna have to do a real gut level assessment about yourself. Are you holding you back from being your best self? Are you your worst enemy or is it somebody around you? And if it's the people around you who are putting you in a box, you know, there's always people who, you know, when they see you, oh, you know, girl, you like that. You're the, part, you're the party animal. And then that becomes who you are. Even though you haven't partied in, several years, you're about your business, you're doing other things, but you've allowed that label to stick to you to the point where it limits you from being all that you can be, right? Or I know you're lazy. You know, maybe your parents used to tell you, you're lazy, you're lazy, you're lazy, and you've walked through life with that on your spirit, right? And, and that, that became the defining uh, characteristic of who you are. Shake that off. You have the opportunity to write your own narrative about who you are, and you have to. 
getting back to the writing analogy. You have to write the narrative of who you are, but in order for that narrative to manifest into success, into manifestation of the things that you want to see in your life, you have to then put action behind the writing of the narrative by doing. So if people have labeled you lazy, get up every day. We talked about Kobe Bryant getting up every day at four o'clock in the morning. Get up every day and do something that's not lazy every day. And that in your subconscious will let your subconscious know, oh, we, we are not lazy. We are getting up every day. Who else is doing this at four o'clock in the morning besides Kobe Bryant and me? Okay. You know, you can't call me lazy. If people are like, you're a party animal, don't party. Don't party. Take action. No. If you are on, on your path, do not let anyone else derail you, but more importantly, don't let you derail you by taking in things about you that are not yourself. So the message of this podcast on confidence today is know your true self, be your true self, and do not let, let, do not let anyone define who you are. Okay. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I appreciate so much uh, all of your feedback on Twitter. I'm seeing y'all. Hashtag confidence. Hashtag confidence. Let's have a conversation about it. You can follow me at Karen Hunter, at Karen Hunter on Twitter. Hashtag confidence. Let's continue the conversation. Till next time, it's The Hub. I love you. Bye.